Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. It's Monday. I have to remind myself because our schedule's weird. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. It is an exciting day around Busy these weekend. parts here at CHGO Sports. And we're glad you're here with us. Please smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Same deal. Subscribe to the YouTube page when you're there. And then on your favorite podcast app, follow or subscribe. And please, 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 please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It takes 15 seconds, and it goes a really, really long way for us. So we would really appreciate it if you could do that kindness for us on this uh, nice and warm Monday shirtless guy. He was out there a moment ago stretching on his porch, totally shirtless, ready to go on this uh, beautiful this November Monday. Sight to see. That's how I'm going to drive home. Shirtless? Shirtless? And probably pantsless, too. Well, I mean, you I'm might gonna, as well. I'm going to pull a Keith Magnus. You want to do the reverse <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> oh, God. You going to wear a necktie? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, fine. Maybe Fair socks. enough. Uh, got a lot to get to today. We're going to kind of do our Around the League show, something we wanted to get to last week, but uh, had to kind of marinate for a while. We're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly around the NHL. We're each going to pick one from each category and talk about it. So that's going to be some fun. Hopefully we get to do that a couple times. As far as uh, my, my research season. tells me, we're the first to coin this. No as one's ever done that. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Clint Eastwood suddenly making a movie from the seventies and I'm going to sue him. Yeah, we should. We just yeah. keep, we just keep changing the game. We're just innovators really. here. Mailbag Mail- Monday, yeah. good, bad, ugly. It's yep. These first, first are, ever to have a brick yeah. wall behind us. I mean, well, that might be true. We're innovators. Lounge <laughs> chairs, a coffee table. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, we Changing are we game. are innovators. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to start with um, a little bit of an update on the uh, John Doe lawsuit. If you missed uh, Greg and I getting into it on last night's post game, go back and check it out. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it. On it. If this is the first you're hearing of it, uh, the other John Doe in the original lawsuit with Kyle Beach has come forward and has now a lawsuit against the Blackhawks. A uh, little bit of information here from Scott Powers. Uh, I'm sorry, let's start with Rick Westhead. Uh, Lawyers for John Doe said today they're suing the Chicago Blackhawks for, quote, well in excess of $300,000 worth of damages and addresses why it took years for him to pursue a legal claim. Lawyer Anthony Romanucci, quote, he feels an intense amount of personal shame, guilt, and embarrassment, and it took a long time for him to reconcile, which is the case with a lot of victims of sexual assault and other crimes. Uh, Everyone kind of handles these things at their own pace, which would explain the delay. Scott Powers says John Doe's lawsuit against the Blackhawks includes 15 counts of negligence, and they're all listed here. Failure to perform a background check on Coach Aldridge prior to hiring him. 
improperly hired Coach Aldridge when it knew or should have known he had a particular unfitness for the position, failed to immediately respond to complaints of sexual misconduct and initiate a meaningful inquiry, failed to take reasonable action to protect John Doe from retaliation and further sexual harassment, failed to interview the victims, relevant witnesses, and the perpetrator of the sexual assault, failed to interview the victim, uh, sorry, failed to document any investigation results and or to maintain an employment record file of such investigation, failed to take appropriate corrective disciplinary action, failed to take reasonable action within the organization to reduce the likelihood of future sexual harassment incidents. A lot of failure. Yeah, failed to follow up with John Doe and others at regular intervals to ensure that he and the workplace remained free from sexual harassment, failed to report Aldrich's sexual misconduct to the Chicago Police Department, retained Coach Aldridge in a supervisory capacity in a position of trust, authority, and power over young hockey players, failed to properly train Coach Aldridge regarding the disciplinary consequences of sexually abusing or touching his coworkers and subordinates, failed to investigate reported sexual abuse of Blackhawks players, failed to terminate and otherwise discipline Coach Aldridge for sexual misconduct. So there you go. Um, I believe that... We, as we said last night, this is heading towards a settlement. I think so. And uh, appropriately so. Whatever they're asking, the Hawks yeah. should give him. There you go. Yeah, and, and I think um, as we've seen from the two years of uh, fallout from the Jenner and Block investigation in 2021, the steps moving forward that the Blackhawks have done, I think they're going to just kind of reemphasize those things because I don't think there's any going to be anything much more disciplinary leveled it against the team that the NHL could do or that, you know, the justice system could do or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think, you know, it's, it's great. Uh, it's a great show of courage for this player to come forward and to, you know, ad- admit to what happened to kind of um, own that and also be able to say like, Hey, this happened on, on this organization's watch and, you know, as, as as we saw with Kyle Beach, the courage it took to admit, come forward, go public with their identity as well, um, which well, who knows if this player will, will do at all, and it's, it's their right to privacy. But um, to to go forward with that, they said, or they feel and are entitled to, you know, their, their own compensation for what they've gone through at the hands of the Blackhawks of that time. Yeah, I... I mean, we talked a lot about it last night in the post-game show, and I think now seeing the actual, you know, grievances and the financial terms of what they're looking for, I would think and I would hope this would be a rather quick resolution to it. I mean, you're asking a professional sports team for three hundred thousand dollars, I mean, at minimum, but yeah, still, minimum, yeah. yeah, right. So, but I mean, they're not like we want two billion dollars. Like, you know, it's right. it's it's a a fair amount, probably. You know, a little on the low end. Uh, well, and and I think for them, I trying not to assume too much, but I would imagine the money is secondary. It's more of the messaging of. Right this also happened to me and the organization is not going to just allow that to happen to me through their negligence. And I'm not going to say anything. Right. So I think, sure. 
the the settlement money or whatever it ends up being is is good for the player to get. It's a lot more of the 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 brutal honesty of what happened. Yeah. And the organization having to to face that. And get some justice, get some closure mm-hmm. and move on. You know, get your life moving in a positive right. direction. You know, a hundred percent support all of that. Yeah. And just you know, for the, for the sake of everyone involved, you know, hoping it's a, a quick resolution to this so everybody can take the next step forward. Uh, Region Rev says, no idea what the Hawks actually put in place. They are vague at best. Most companies aren't going to reveal exactly what every little step of their policy is, but I, I can tell you, I know for a fact that it's been made abundantly clear to all employees from players to front office people to ticket agents to whatever that there is a open, uh, consequence-free uh, avenue for mm-hmm. them to place their concerns, voice their concerns, not just about sexual misconduct, but just any workplace concern. Yeah, there will there is no you know like from what we know about the from the General Bach report is that this was not reported to HR until after the Hawks won the cup. The Brad Aldridge stuff initially, right. like no one in the organization knew aside from the people in that room that have aside from John McDonough, been punished so far, right? So um, they're not, they're never going to lay out exactly like, here's what we do if employee B feels they've been sexually harassed. No company's going to lay that out for you like that. But it has been made clear to everyone that works there that if you feel this is happening to you, have zero fear mm. to come forward and say so. There will be no retaliation, and it will be handled. So. Yep. I think the I think the atmosphere of working within the Blackhawks has changed as the people at the top have changed, and I think that's a big part of it, as well as the actual tangible uh, measures that have been put in place right. to to um, offer that kind of environment, and as well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they've uh, they have a not a sports psychology coach. Where it's like, oh, mental skills, like for for hockey reasons. It's I think they have like an actual like um, team psychologist that's like for off the ice things that is available to um, the players. And I think, I, correct me if I'm wrong, also is available to staff members or, or whatnot. I know I, I I'm very certain that it's at least someone that the players can go to that is not specifically like, hey, I can't win face-offs and it's messing with my brain. It's more of, hey, I don't feel comfortable, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. So um, that is something that not every sports team has. Uh, but I think as time has gone on, as sports culture and the environment has, has changed uh, over recent years, I think more and more teams are, are doing things like that. Um, but I'm fairly certain the Blackhawks have somebody in place that that is their role on their uh roster page they have uh dr aj sturgis as their director of performance psychology and then dr peter kadushin and samantha levens are both mental performance coaches okay. i don't see anyone listed as um like specifically a psychologist but they probably wouldn't have those people listed if they exist on their like yeah, roster page coaching be. staff hockey because this is basically hockey staff mm-hmm. so I, I i have to go back and and completely joggle the information loose but i i feel like a player last year said something about talking to 
someone who was an an off ice um like uh mental skills coach or whatever it was i have, i'll i'll have to go back and try and confirm all that but i i do have a slight memory of that i remember that too um yeah. being the case anyways yeah so let's hope that uh this gets uh cleaned up quickly John Doe gets everything they need to move on with their lives and feel satisfied, and the Hawks continue uh, to put real things into action to protect their employees, and that it's not just, you know, I guess we'll find out someday, you know, if, if, it's, if it's just words or if it's actions, but I can just tell you, like, from I, knowing people that have worked for both regimes, the Danny Wirtz and the John McDonough regimes, like, it is much different. It is a much different atmosphere around the team. It is yeah. a much looser feel. People feel safer. People feel empowered. People feel better, just generally, working for the Blackhawks, and, and that's a good thing. All right, we're going to move on to the old uh, hockey here, but first we want to tell you about our friends at Hero Bread. We had Hero Bread here at our CHGO studios uh, the other week, and, man, I was eating it and did not know at the time that it was any kind of, like, special bread i thought it was just really damn good bread and when i found out that it was healthier than your usual bread i was absolutely shocked it was uh incredibly soft and squishy just like me and tasty it didn't have that diet bread feeling that a lot of diet breads have i've tried to do the low carb thing before uh at certain points in my life and boy the the low carb bread options back then were just brutal you were better off just eating a handful of meat but now there is a low, low carb option from hero bread Founder Cole Glass baked 100 muffins per day before he found the perfect blend that fit its allergy-free constraints, and that's what pushed him to start Hero Bread. It's got great taste, great texture, like I said, soft and fluffy, high fiber and ultra-low net carbs, and or zero grams of sugar per slice. That is key. If you want to check it out, do it. Go to hero.co and use the code CHGO for 10% off. They make sliced breads, buns, Tortillas, all available at Hero.co and Amazon. Fewer calories than the leading national brand. 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. That's huge, too. Right now, Hero Bread is offering you, the CHGO listener, 10% off your first order. Just go to Hero.co and use our code CHGO to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O.co to save 10% today. Handful of Meat is my favorite Frank Zappa album. Great one. <laughs> <laughs> right up there with Joe's garage. Uh, I don't know how to to segue from that, so I'm just going to jump right into Empire, Empire today. <laughs> Our new friends, your flooring experts, and Chicagoland legends. Mm -hmm. uh, R.I.P. to uh, Victory Auto Records, by the way. Yeah. Yes, we just talked about them, and now they're out of business. So let's hope we don't have that jinx. But with Empire today, you get to shop. You get shop-at-home convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats. But they can't beat Empire on quality service speed, so they advertise low-quality products that, they simply, that Empire simply won't carry. They won't promise the low prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs best part about empire today is you could shop from home you don't have to put on pants and go to a store you don't have to waste gas driving around yeah. to the big box stores Hate you can do everything at home they got a virtual floor designer here's what you want to do you want to get a new floor in your kitchen you take a picture of your kitchen 
And then, boom, it's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how the new floors will look in your room due to the virtual floor designer. I should do that. Yes, shopping for floors has never been easier. So schedule your free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. I did find it. Uh, February of 2022. Uh, This is a quote from Ben Pope. Patrick Kane said the Blackhawks have had mental mental skills coaches around every day in their locker room watching meetings and watching players, available to talk to players if any certain situations are going on. Quote from Kane, it's not something I've really seen before this year. All right. So that was the 21-22 season in which the uh, investigation was concluded in October of 21. Good. That is meaningful, uh, tangible change uh, that has been made, and that's a good thing. And look, I think a lot of these – Teams are, especially in hockey, are kind of behind on these things. And unfortunately, sometimes it takes something like this to happen for a team to go, oh, we're way behind on this. Mm. We need to fix this now. Let's do it. And look, it's not something that can be completely fixed overnight. But I think just the constant reiteration to your employees that, hey, we've got your back. Do mm. not be afraid to come forward and speak if you need, if you, if you see something, if you experience something, if something doesn't feel right, say it. Here's how to say it. Here's who to say it to. Don't be afraid. There will not be a consequence for you. Just hearing that goes a long way. Because, look, I've worked for companies where I never knew who my HR person was. I don't know who I talked to. No one told you, conveniently, right? At the Blackhawks, they know. They have a good knowledge of where to go when they need to go there. And then, you know, at that point, it becomes up to the employee to, if they see something or experience something, to take action and do it. As long as they're given the resources to do so, that's really all. I mean, you can't have Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner going cubicle to cubicle every day going, everything all right? Right, yeah. You good? Okay, next. How about you? Everything good? Everything? It's not realistic. So the the, uh, resources are there for the employees, and that's half the battle. All right, shall we debut our brand new, unprecedented, totally original, never done in the history Round of broadcasting the segment? People to ever put these three words together in the same segment? Yes, mm. let's do it. I think we are the first, and Steven is the first, therefore, to make a graphic accordingly. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're making things happen here. We're innovators. We are innovators. All right, that, so the first the thing we're going to do, it's called the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, good. I got it right. Yeah. So the good means the good stuff. I didn't say anything. The bad means the bad stuff, and the ugly means the ugly stuff. Ah, yes. It is a very deep. Now you tell me. Can I change my? Can yeah, I change my sorry. Uh, do we need to scramble and scrap it? Can I change my picks? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, this is the fancy stats of segments. Now I believe that our Greg Boyson is the uh, inventor of this segment, so we should give you the floor first. I believe. Okay. We're starting with the good, huh? Here is the floor. It is from Empire yes. Today. Here's Thank the Empire Look floor. how sturdy it Thank is. Thank you, Empire Today. I never even had to leave my house. There's a sell the that segment. The floor is yours. Pre-rant, Empire Today. The floor ah, is yours. Yes. Hear that, Jim? There you go. Segment idea. The floor is yours. Brought to you by Empire Today. You're welcome. 10% commission. Thanks. All right. All right. Go ahead, Greg. The go good. ahead. The floor yes. is are yours. Doing, are we doing this? <laughs> yes, we are. All right. My good up to this point, we'll see how it lasts, is uh, the Vancouver K 
Canucks. They are good, aren't they? How about that? Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, so. they're eight, <laughs> two, best, and one. Best team in Canada. Their seventeen points is the second most in the Western Conference, only behind Vegas, who has twenty-one. Also good. They are a good team. Yes. Uh, you have Elias Pettersson having a Hart Trophy start to his year. He is tied with Jack Hughes for the most points in the league with twenty. Uh, here's how you get to be really good at hockey. 4.36 goals for per game, first in the NHL. That's good. 2.00 goals allowed per game, second in the NHL. Also That's pretty good. good, yeah. You combine those two things together, <laughs> you're going to win a lot of hockey games. Uh, they also have uh, Thatcher Demko, who is having a rebirth of a year. Yeah. He's kind of struggled the last couple years. He's dealt with injuries. He's obviously healthy. He is fourth in the NHL with a 1.55 goals against average. Damn. Third with a 9.47 save percentage and is Oof. tied for the league lead. He already has two shutouts on the season. Hell They're yeah. getting Vesna quality goaltending, and they've got the best offense in the league. It's 11 games. Long way to go. Sure. But apparently... Rick Tockett was the difference they needed because they had, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm being 100% serious when I say that because the roster hasn't really changed. Not, no, not really at all. They still got they traded. They traded, they traded uh, Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. That was about it. Yeah. Like, they didn't make wholesale changes this offseason. It's essentially the same team it was two years ago. Still a Besser, with, still a with, Garland. With, uh, you know, Bruce Boudreaux that couldn't get it done, with Travis Green that couldn't get it done, and now all of a sudden Rick Tockett. It's got them looking like one of the better teams in the league. Yes, it were, there's 85% of the season to go. Yeah. There's a long time for them to Canuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> like Never that. go full Canuck. But th- at this point in the season, got to give them a stick tap. Unexpectedly good. The, I saw the, the closer you get good. to American Thanksgiving and being in a playoff spot, the higher percentage yes. chance of you being there in a playoff spot when the end of the season happens. So they're they're off to a great start. You mentioned they cut Oliver Ekman Larson. I you know you forget that he played there because he hadn't played there for so long. Yeah. And so maybe he's you know the reason they're in the playoff spot. He goes to the Panthers and they lose to the Blackhawks and they're not in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. Maybe he's. Uh, Maybe he's just one of those bad clubhouse guys. That I always liked him. I always like OEL. Uh, Borbicus, hope I said that right, says, boo Canucks, boo. Where are we at on the Canucks? I, I feel like the Canucks rivalry more. was more about the dudes wearing the uniform than the actual team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a pudwack-laden roster. Yes. It was It was a great three-year three year stretch of, of intense battles that mattered in the playoffs. Since then... Really haven't cared about the Canucks. No, because since 2011 Stanley Cup Final, the Canucks have pretty much been irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't been a threat to the Blackhawks. No. And, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel a rivalry with the Canucks. It was more of I hated the Sedins. I hated Ryan Kessler. <laughs> I hated, you know, Roberto Luongo. Like, that was that was the the heat behind it. Yeah, and it's Burroughs. not much of a rivalry because yeah, when you look Burroughs. through history, playoff-wise, the Blackhawks have owned them outside of one season. I will say I unlocked some, like, Hockey Ultimate Team Alexander Burroughs card that's, like, better rated than most of the guys on my team, and I won't put him on my team. I refuse. <laughs> Out of principle. <laughs> After all these years, he will stay on my bench, and I will sell that card for nothing. Yeah. For pennies on a dollar. Um, yeah, I, I always liked the Canucks before the rivalry. I, 
Pavel Bure was one of my first favorite hockey players. Yeah. You know, Trevor Linden and Alex Mogilny, and th- there Great were a players. lot of guys on that team to like. And then the rivalry happened. It was absolute hatred because of, like you said, Mario, playing them as many times as you did in so many meaningful contests and such a clash of personalities. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they think of the Hawks the same way we think of them, right? Right. Um, but history is written by the victors. Um, so they will go down as the Pudwax and the Hawks will go down as the champions. Um, but I, I have, you know, cool. I'm fine with Vancouver now. Yeah. I actually like Roberto Luongo now. Oh, he's yeah. He's, as all hell. he's yeah. a, he's a wonderful personality. Yeah. yeah. So we should get him on the show. It was cool to see him as a draft walking around. Yeah. yeah. Too bad we won't be able to do that anymore because they're decentralizing it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Stupid ass. Dumb. Uh, all right. You want to go next? Sure. What's my good? I do forgot. It. Oh, no. I remember. It's the rookies. The rookies have been really entertaining this year. Uh, there have been a ton of uh, guys coming in this season as as first-year players or technical rookies. I know some of these guys had played under the rookie threshold of, of games played. But, um, you know, it's it's been great. It's been it's been way more than Connor Bedard, too. Like, yeah. like going into this season, the, the, the Calder Trophy odds, he was minus money, which is, like, hard to hard to do uh, when you have as talented of a group of rookies as as the NHL has this year but you know he's he's been good he's right there in the mix the top 10 in rookie scoring right now uh, you got Bobby Brink uh, Logan Cooley and Pavel Mitnikov with eight points each uh, then you got Connor Bedard Marco Rossi um, Ridley Grieg Luke Hughes Luke Evangelisa and Matthew Patra all with seven points and then in 10th is Adam Fantilli with six points um, so they've, they've been producing. We've seen some highlights from guys like Logan Cooley and Connor Bedard as well. Um, it's, been, uh, it's, it's been a really good season for, for the young guys, and, yep. and I think it's, it's a great – and not only just the rookies. Like, the rookies have been, have been you know, as advertised for, for most, most of these guys, some surprises as well. Um, but even just, you know, second-year, third-year players, like the young group of – NHL stars that the league has coming behind the current generation of the McKinnons and Matthews and McDavid's and of, of the league and so on and so forth. The next generation is going to be maybe even more star-studded with with talent. I mean, uh, than just we're the, playing like you're now saying, with. the rookie class just this year mm-hmm. is full of stars. Yeah, like, you, you got Leo Carlson playing well uh, as well. Yeah, in he's Anaheim. got three goals in seven games, and they're kind of doing uh, Pat Verbeek's doing like a slow rollout. Yeah. of Leo Carlson uh, just kind of sitting him, playing him. Yeah, the, the load management, like getting him acclimated to to the league as as a young kid. I get it. I will get it even more if it's ramped up. Like if they go the whole season where it's like every other game he's sitting, what what good does that do? But if you sit him every other game through October and November and then say, all right, now we're going to crank it up. You're a full-time player in December, January, and so on, then I get it. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. But so it's, yeah. But it's been, I mean, hey, it, I'm not arguing with what the Ducks are doing because they're doing pretty okay right they're now. They're one of the surprising teams. I almost picked them for the good category. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I picked the New Jersey Devils for the good category, and uh, the other night we were watching the Devils at home, and I declared to my wife, we are now a Devils household. <laughs> we have adopted the Devils as our good team this year, uh, and for good reason. And look, like... You accepted I was, the devil into your heart? Yes, exactly. Uh, more so than usual. Um, Jack Hughes is electrifying. Nico Heeshear is a really good two-way player. They bring in Timo Meyer. Luke Hughes is doing great on the blue line. They're so deep. They're so fun. I really like them adding Tyler Toffoli 
I think like as they get into the playoffs, you talk about guys are going to make a huge difference for them. I ran a poll last night on the CHGO Blackhawks Twitter account when we knew Jack Hughes wasn't playing. I said, are you bummed or relieved that Jack Hughes isn't playing in this game? 52% of Hawks fans, Hawks fans, said they were bummed to not see yeah. Jack Hughes play. the best play. players in the league, and he only comes to town once a year. Yeah, I voted bummed. I it, did too. It's just, they are so fun. They ri- remind me so much of the 9 Hawks. They're just right there knocking on the door. They've got to figure out their goaltending. It's been subpar. It will probably get better. Just like Thatcher Demko isn't going to be uh, the second coming of uh, Dominic Hasek for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, their goaltending will likely improve. The Connor Hellebuck thing... I think to them, they're like, shit, yeah. <laughs> when he signed that eight-year deal. Because yeah. it almost felt, I don't want to say a foregone conclusion, but it was one of those trades that everyone's like, well, this will happen. Right. This will probably happen. This makes the most sense. And now yeah. they have to find option B. Um, and they'll have some options if if uh, if uh, Schmid and, and Vanacek don't work out. But uh, They got time to figure that out. They got time. Mm. And they're good enough, and they can score enough, and they're smart enough, and people like them enough Doggone. for them to overcome some replacement level goaltending for yeah. the time being. If you want to make a deep playoff run, you're going to you're going to need and you stick with those two. One of them is going to have to steal you some games, but you know, we saw we saw last year uh Schmied made a had a breakout uh performance in the in the postseason, so it'll be interesting to see what they what they end up doing, but they the the talent in their skaters is is there. Yep. I Michael guess. says uh question if Mrazic stays as consistent as he's been, do you deal him at the deadline to a team like the Devils? If there's a, if there's a team if that wants, wants him, him, you trade him. Yes. If, there's a te- if there is a team that says we would like Peter Morazic for this price tag, uh, you, you listen to it. And you what, do you what would you guys do? Would you just call up Stauber? Would you try to find a scrap heap goalie? Uh, hey, Drew Camazzo's off to a pretty good start in Rockford. So if he continues that, keeps looking good. If you're talking trade deadline and you move Morazic and... You bring up Drew Camezzo in early March. I don't have a problem with that. Either that or you take whatever team's trading for Morazic, you make sure they include their current backup. Yeah, you could, you could swap goalies, sure. Yeah, if, you, if, if a team's picking them up to be their 1B or backup, then you just take whoever their backup is now. I'm done with that. Yeah, you could do as that As long too. as he's not signed for 100 years. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, now we move on to the bad. Ah, uh, yes. The more fun portion of the show. Yeah. Should nobody, we go in the same order? Uh, yeah. Because oh, snake draft style. Well, your, yours and mine are you can close to each other. Two but of yours together. All right. Yeah. Yours, yours will segue into his or vice versa. So I should probably go first. Yeah, you can okay. go first. Do it. All right. What was my bad? My bad is Trevor Zegers. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought Trevor Zegers would be in this category. But dude has one goal and one assist in 11 games. That's not good enough. And yet the Ducks are doing really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one goal, one assist, 11 games. At least his one goal is a game-winning goal, so he's making them count. Uh, he's, and he's averaging over 18 minutes a game, so it's not like he's in a lesser role. He has 29 shots on goal, which is 2.6 per game, which is actually higher than his uh, career high of 2.3. So... I thought he should shoot a little more, but here's when I dove into those numbers. 29 shots on goal. Just 14 of them at 5-on-5 five five in 11 games. And he has one game of 8 shots on goal and one game of 6 shots on goal. So 14 of his 29 shots, half of his shots, came in two games. 
Jesus. So in those, you take away those two games, <laughs> those other nine games, he's averaging 1.6 shots a game. A guy with his kind of talent needs to probably be shooting more, at least at five on five. Well, maybe he's not just a shooter. I'm so tired of hearing that. They're all shooters, damn it. They're in the NHL. Shoot <laughs> yeah. the puck. I just, it's disappointing that he only has two points in 11 games. Uh, I'm not calling him a bad player. I'm just saying he's off to a bad start. Uh, so, uh, and the biggest reason I know this is because I have him on my fantasy team <laughs> and I don't want to drop him because the second I drop him, he's going to go crazy. So, but well, I'm not holding on to him much longer. Well, you've, you, you're, you've been warned, Trevor, get your act together or into the free agent pile you go. Well, if you, I mean, and if you look at his shifts per game, his time on ice, it's all consistent. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's he has, he's not, minutes. he's not seemingly not being moved around the lineup or moved down. He's not being benched. It's just lack of production, which is surprising uh, for a player of, of, of his talent, his skill level. Um, I don't want to say he got paid and decided not to play as hard, but, I mean, well, maybe the, the, the trend of being paid and then your production going down is not a good well, look for most professional athletes. Security counterproductive. Yeah. Uh, Wendy C.D. Hockey says, does Zegers getting off to a slow start mean the holdout? Late into preseason, affect his game. I mean, maybe, but it's, it's, he's a young guy. I think him. I think him being physically capable to jump into a season. Yeah, would be I mean, I think he not, wasn't out of most. shape by any means, but you know, maybe getting the timing. I mean, it's definitely a theory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, for my fantasy team's hope and for the ducks, ducks hope. Let's see him turn it around soon. Yeah, or trade him to the Hawks. Sure, him and Ken sure. Johnson. Let's get him yeah. both. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do uh, in my NHL 24 franchise mode? I am going to uh, – maybe I'll screw with the trades, but I'm going to build an all-under-23 Blackhawks team That's fine. and fun. just see how, see how it goes. It'll be very affordable for it's a few years. For two, for two seasons. We'll yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, Jay and I had similar, similar. – we're, we're, in, we're, in uh, we're in the same city for our bads. Um I will go with my bad, and then I will set put the ball on T you. for your bad. Uh, the Maple Leafs, what we heard about them coming into this season and with the offseason moves that, that they made was uh, all the toughness and grit and intimidation factor that guys like Max Domi and Ryan Reeves and Tyler Bertuzzi were going to bring to the team, a Maple Leafs team that already has a lot of skill and, and uh, you know has had a lot of sec- success with guys like Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews and William Nylander and the lot. So bringing in Domi and Bertuzzi and Reeves, they're going to be the ones to not let the team get pushed around and not let, you know, all these bad things happen to them without any response. And what response have you seen from this team in any, uh, anytime they've faced any adversity, anytime they've been, they've been called to the, you know, called to the stage, there has been zero response from the Maple Leafs. They have been pushed around a bunch of times, and I think the tipping point, uh, it's 11 games into the year, but you're, you're already at a tipping point where it's just like, what is what what good do these guys that they brought in do for them was when, uh, I think it was Thursday night or Friday night, they played the, the Bruins. Uh, Timothy Lilligren and Brad Marchand go into the corner for a puck. Marchand clearly trips Lilligren. It, do, it goes uncalled, which is a problem in and of itself. 
Uh, but Lilligren gets tripped. It goes uncalled. He goes into the boards awkwardly. He's got a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for one to two months. Uh, at, towards the end of the first period, and it's Brad Marchand, who, of course it is, because that's just, he just seems to always be in these situations. And you see on the broadcast, you know, Marchand's in front of the bench for the Maple Leafs, and there's Ryan Reeves, and there's Tyler Bertuzzi, and there's uh, Noah Greger and John Tavares, all right there, at, you know, talking with Marchand back and forth. And you, you pan the bench, and, like, there's not that much fire coming from the Maple Leafs. There's no response in the game. Um, there's no comeuppance for a guy like Brad Marchand. Like, yeah, do you take your chances by going after a guy like Brad Marchand on the Bruins? Yes. Sure, but absolutely. In that situation, for that, for this team, one of those guys has to take that chance and, and make that uh, make that statement. And the, 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 the dam of it is Tyler Bertuzzi played for the Bruins last year, right? He's on the bench just sitting back laughing as Marchand is, is talking to his now, yeah. now current teammates. And sure, maybe he's just like, ah, this guy again. You know, maybe he had a good time playing with Marchand last year as a Bruins. But you're a, you're a Maple Leaf now. You're not a, you're not a Boston Bruin. And you're sitting there. Your, your teammate just got knocked out of the game, knocked out of the next couple of games uh, on a shit play. And the guy who did it is talking to your bench, and you're just laughing, you, and you have no response to it. It's, it is a, just a sickness of a, t- of, a, of a team. You have Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, these two guys that are supposed to come in, add skill and grit. They haven't added either of those things. The Maple Leafs have no idea how to use Max Domi. They're putting him in horrible line combinations. And then you have a player like Tyler Bertuzzi who comes in, he starts the year with Austin Matthews and Mitch freaking Marner, and he work. can't make it work, and he goes down the lineup, down the lineup, down the lineup. You've been benched in 11 games. And I, what, it, what, what, what is this team? What is this team if, if not a shell, a shell of a it's tough a team? It's a team with an awful coach to begin with. You have, you have, a, you have a coach that I, I think is, is riding the tails of some generationally good players, but you have – a team that you know the good players they're gonna they're gonna do their thing they're gonna score they're gonna put up points. What does everyone else do? And if you're Max Domi, if you're Ryan Reeves, if you're Tyler Bertuzzi, if you're not, excuse my language, if you're not fucking shit up. What are you doing for that team? Because you're not out there trying to score forty goals. That's awesome. That's Austin Matthews' job. That's Mitch Marner's job. Your job is to be the guy that says you're not gonna mess with us. And if you're letting teams mess with you, you're not gonna do anything. You might win some regular season games. But enjoy your first round exit again, and enjoy the the media in Toronto getting down your throats and saying, "Why are you guys? Why is it the same shit over and over again?" Well, part of the problem is you see the last name Pertuzzi and Domi, and you automatically think of Todd Pertuzzi and Ty Domi, and you think of these badass, dirty, tough players. That's neither current Pertuzzi or Domi. Yeah, they have some rat-like qualities. Sure, they'll mix it up when they want to. But they're not that player. They never have been. But that's their role on that team. But those aren't the right guys for that role then. Like, they're not – like, we, we had Domi here for almost a full season. The only time he went into that kind of mode was when Patrick Kane would get hit from behind. Otherwise, he wasn't out there Yeah, but the, and the, 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 the scrums and the face washing and the Nobody's the, the scared rattiness. of those two guys. But you at least got to do a little bit of it. And Brad Marchand has owned that team for years. Oh, yeah. Because he keeps getting away with this stuff because they won't respond. 
and it's a good thing that we can go right into your king of the pud wax here. Well, it's, you know, so my, my bad is Ryan Reeves and, and all we keep hearing from him, it started with the Corey Perry versus the Maple Leaf saying there's like Corey Perry never backs anything up and he'll, he'll never fight me. Like, dude, you played six minutes and 37 seconds against the Blackhawks. Yeah, you're not playing enough to matter. And managed to give be on the ice for a goal against in that six minutes. Yeah, and 30 like seconds. all he Got does McKenzie and is talk and talk and talk about how tough he is. And if I ever get the chance, I'm gonna mess you up. You don't play, dude. You are not on the ice ever. If you're ever on the ice for those three minutes, I'm on the ice. I'm gonna kick your ass. So <laughs> this he also spoke after the uh, Marsh and uh, Lilligren hit, and he says, "quote I, It's just lucky I wasn't on the ice with him." Unfortunately, they had last change, so I didn't get any shifts against them. That's hockey. Dude. My ass. For, he did play one minute of total ice time against Brad Marchand. It could have been before the hit. I don't know. Right. But, like, maybe if you mattered more, you'd be on the ice against guys and go get your revenge. But all we hear from Ryan Reeves is how he's going to mess everybody up. And then the one time this year he gets challenged – Arbor Jackeye yeah. whoops his ass. Yeah, yep. And then Ryan Reeves is like, I got jumped. I got jumped. No, you didn't. You got your ass kicked. No one's afraid of that team. No. Uh, it's be. crazy, though. Like, the laundry turns you into a ball sack. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the, it's not, like, all of a sudden, these guys who have played tough and have been confident and good players in other cities put on that Leafs jersey and become ball sacks. And I changed it. Nick Offerman inspired me. The old P word we used to use. Yeah. Changing it to ball sacks because those are much weaker than P words. That generally. is true. Right. Yeah. Right. So ball sacks are weaker than yeah. P words. So I'm changing it in my vernacular. You're very, uh, you're, you're right. And it's like, dude, I don't know. It's weird. Like, it's like the opposite of the Hulk. You put on the Leafs jersey and you turn and it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> any sort soft. of, it's a soft any culture. kind of, it's any crazy. kind of like adversity, we're just going to crumble to the ground. That team should be. Beating the hell out of everyone they play they on should, paper. They should be doing what, what Vegas is, is doing. Yes. To what the Boston Leafs is doing to should teams. be walking in and everyone. winning games 7-1 to one every night. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. It's and all, now Jake McCabe is getting scratched? I think he might have been an injury. But, okay, but, fine. But that better be what it well, is. because they, they 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 they're, not. They're, they're not fans of him up there. Okay. Yeah. You ever watch the Steve Dangle thing? He loves to point out how I mean, pylonish. Uh, Come back to Chicago, Jake. We love you. Yeah, we, we'll take you back. I just, it's, it's crazy. It's just like, I've never seen, and I did. And look, I, I bought into it. You I did. said, hey, look, yeah, we, we love what, what, what Max Domi brought to the Hawks last year. Everybody wanted him back in Chicago. He mm-hmm. was scoring when he decided to finally start shooting. He was putting pucks in the net. He was standing up for his teammates. He was doing everything we thought he was going to do when he was signed here and more. Because when it was signed, I think it was a big meh. From a lot of us, like, yeah. okay, whatever, I get it. Like, I actually forgot he matter. was a free agent of the Blackhawks. Like, yeah, and it was kind of like, okay, I, I see what they're doing. They have to have somebody on this team, so mm-hmm. so be it be Max Domi. And then we were all kind of bummed when he didn't come back. And you have to think that he's probably looking at this like, man, things are a lot better for me in Chicago. Maybe that's why he signed a one-year deal, to see how it worked out. I mean, obviously – childhood dream to go play for the team right uh, that his dad played for when he was a kid it makes a lot of sense but they are just they they're just they're, so scared their their team dna is is built into 
what we've seen the last six, seven years where it's just you're, you're, you, you coast by on this skill that you have in your, in your top guys who are all paid royally, but you've had no success to show for it. You've had one se- playoff series win that you would have thought they won the whole freaking thing last year. And then what do you do with it, with that momentum? You get uh, almost swept by the Florida Panthers who were, you know, on a, on a magical run last season. So, I, you know, you, you talk about all the change that this team has gone through in their, the bottom of their rotation. You know, this, this season, trying to get tougher, physical, mean, intimidating, all those things, the common denominator has been the guys at the top. And it's your leadership group. It's your top performers. If they're not the if if the guys who are paid to be here to respond physically and to res- and to respond in those re- you know retaliatory ways or to to set the tone in, in in those ways aren't doing it, then it either becomes your star players have to do it, where you have Austin Matthews maybe having to get into a fight, uh, or if they're not going to do it, then you have no one that's going to do it. Yeah. And you you cannot be a team that's just going to say, oh, we're just going to go up and down the ice and score goals, and whatever happens, happens. Like, you're going to eventually get ragged off. And for the yeah. record, Austin Matthews has 15 points in 11 games. Same with Nylander. Marner has 13 and 11. Tavares right. has 12 and 11. They, they might have they're, four guys score 100 points this yeah. year. But when gonna, you get yeah. to playoff hockey, when the, when the whistles go away, how are you going to be able to play? Right, because the other team will be able to take liberties against your star players, and if you don't have guys that are going to do the same thing, or you don't have a way to overcome that, you're screwed. Yeah, they they're a team that I don't think necessarily needs to get tougher on the ice. They need to get tougher between their own ears. They need to yeah. they need to stop being so fragile. But when you see, you know, when you see a lack of response, like you saw with the Lilligren hit, that makes you wonder about. The, I don't know, closeness is probably the wrong word, but, like, you worry about the makeup of the team. Like, do these guys give a shit about each other? The question is, is it real clicky? Where it's, you got the stars, and then you have everybody else, mm-hmm. right? You And you've got the Nylander contract distraction. You've got Austin Matthews is up here, and everybody else is a little notch below him. I don't know what the answer is, but they've got to figure it out. Like, there's way too much talent on this team for them to suck as bad as they don't suck, but for them to be as, you know, under sacky, underachieving. Yeah. All right, let's take a break and then we'll get to the ugly and then wrap up the show. Yes. Uh, is that my first? You're up. You're up. Oh, I'm first. Tell us how to get ripped. Hey, yes. if you want to get uh, ripped and jacked and swole and sh- shredded and looking great, then uh, you want to do that at the Midtown Athletic Club in one of their four Chicago land locations. The Midtown Athletic Club is one of the best places uh, for you to take care of your health, uh, your physical health. Uh, you can do uh, it at their uh, one of their locations in the northwest suburbs in Palatine, uh, along the North Shore in Bannockburn. Uh, southwest suburbs, you can go to their Willowbrook location. And the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel is in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park here in uh, the great city of Chicago, and they have launched a multi-million dollar transformation of that Palatine Club, which will be uh, looking to be completed in early 2024. Uh, so you can check out their favorable, favorable rates 
uh, to join before the end of the year. Uh, they ha are an ultra premium club. They have a ton of great amenities uh, to, to use. They have uh, the arena, which is their high intensity interval training. Uh, they have yoga, boxing, spinning and cycling, uh, cross training uh, availabilities, also outdoor and indoor pools. Uh, you got hot tubs, you got fitness studios with over 100 classes per week that are included in any Midtown Athletic Club membership. This isn't just gym quality, it is a boutique quality. So you want to you want to feel fancy, fancy when you go to the gym. You can you can use some Egyptian cotton towels to <laughs> wipe off all your sweat. You go to the Midtown mm. Athletic Club and get it done. It is some of the nicest clubs that you will ever go to. Uh, and they also offer some of the best tennis courts and programming uh, in the area. They have indoor and outdoor tennis. They have pickleball, paddle tennis, and USTA professional quality across the board. So head over to midtown.com slash CHGO uh, to get a tour of the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Check out everything they have to offer. And uh, I know it's holiday season, the, th the thick of holiday season, the thick of the thick holidays. Uh, is coming up here, so a good time to get yourself ready for all of that uh, before and after the holiday season is at the Midtown Athletic Club. And while you're bulking up at Midtown Athletic, if you want to bulk up your checking account, head over to Circa Sportsbook because <gasps> they are going to give you the best money line splits, low hold models of all the sportsbook apps that are out there today. Games will strive to be at a minus 110 split on Circus Sports, unlike other sports books, which may use a minus 115 or 120 split. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets like futures and golf tournaments, stuff like that, especially compared to all those competing sports books. Circus Sports also does not limit players based on their winning. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who like to uh, stop the people who keep winning from betting more money. We encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available. Compare the lines from each sports book, and you're going to know that Circa Sportsbook is the choice to make. And the last thing that puts them over the top, it's their customer service. There are real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolves issues in a timely fashion, Unlike other books who use chatbots. We don't like chatbots. They're like the St. Louis Blues of technology. Ooh. Useless. Nobody likes them. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas. So if you got a problem, you'll they'll check out the hook and they'll solve it. Download the Circa Sports <laughs> Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app. Wonderful. To sign up today. That, once again, is circasports.com slash Illinois Dash app. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Do that. All right. We got a few minutes left, so let's get to the ugly, ugly. real quick here. Greg, you the Empire floor is yours again. All right. Uh, my ugly is pretty ugly. easy. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are off to a... Rough. I would say a piss-poor start, but Ooh. that would be an insult to piss-poor starts. Uh, <laughs> they have five points. There's only one team that has fewer points than the Edmonton Oilers, and we're going to talk about them is. in a second. I mean, I know Connor <laughs> McDavid missed a couple of games, 
but he's still he's only got two goals on the season. Bum. But he's got ten points in eight games, so he's he's doing his job. Not bum. Leon Dreisaitl. I'm is doing, doing my his, job. Leon Dreisaitl's doing his thing. Thirteen four <laughs> goals, thirteen points. Zach Hyman's got ten points. Like the offense is there. The biggest reason they suck so much is once again their goaltending is hot garbage. Stuart Skinner, Jack Campbell have pretty much split the starts. Pretty bad. Five each. They have a combined 867 save percentage and 4.01 goals against average. Damn, that's not going to get it done. That is awful. And this has been a problem for them for years. You went from Mike Smith to Jack Campbell and thought, like, has Ken Holland never actually watched a goaltender play? <laughs> Probably not. Like, how do you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, a team that could score four to five goals a night, and you still keep losing because you have no goaltending Just and no find defense? An average goalie. It's it shouldn't be that. It's difficult. not. This is a team I picked to win the Stanley Cup this year, and I'm not alone in that. Me too. Yeah. I'm not saying their season is over. It's not looking good. But it's off to a ridiculous... Somebody's getting fired here real soon. And they play the Sharks here in a few days. If they lose to the Sharks... Oh, my God. Everybody's gone. Oh, God. Everybody's gone. What percentage of Oilers fans do you think are actually hoping that happens? A hundred. A hundred, maybe. They have to win at some point. At some point, this is going to end. You have wasted the prime of one of the greatest players to ever play. In Connor McDavid, at some point, You're he's also gonna, wasting Leon Dreisaitl, yes, who is going to walk. Yeah, he, why is he going to sign up for more of this? Garbage? Oh no, mm-hmm. he is gone. Start printing those those Dreisaitl Blackhawk jerseys oh. now. Damn That'd it, nice. twenty twenty five. Let's do it. It's seen. only a matter of time 29. before McDavid pulls a, a slap shot. Trade me right effing now. Yeah. Why would you want to stick around for every year? Yeah. It's and this is this is an awful start. They are talented enough to get out of this deep hole and get back into a playoff push, but if they don't do it soon, like starting their next game, they need to like, fire off a four or five game winning streak now. They're yeah. they're a they're a team that needs just league average goaltending and, and you can you can get away with a lot because of the offensive talent that they have. But what was it, eight sixty three? That's not league average. Eight six seven. Yeah. It's not Come league on. average. It's not even close. That's bad. <laughs> it's not even close. Like yeah, if that's you, that's not even AHL average. No, ECHL. That's, that's, lots of people horrible. saying McDavid to the Hawks. They do need a two C. <laughs> yeah, All right, get to yours. We gotta, we gotta go fast. Yeah. Speaking of ugly and the Oilers, uh, in the next two games for the uh, San Jose Sharks against the Flyers and the Oilers. Uh, I don't know when this team is going to win a hockey game. They have not won yet this season. They're 0-10-1, have been outscored 20-3 to in their last two games, allowing 10 goals in back-to-back games. Uh, here's a couple stats for you this season. Uh, the Sharks have been outscored at 5-on-5 five five hockey, 36-6 to six this season. At all strengths, they have been outscored 54-12. to 12. They are the team that has allowed the most and scored the least. Uh, that is a good recipe for being last in the NHL. At five on five, they have the worst uh, shots for percentage in the NHL at 41.83%. At five on five PDO, which is shooting percentage plus save percentage, they are last in the NHL at a point nine one zero. Their shooting percentage at five on five is 2.3. I can do that. As a team. <laughs> Jesus. Eight players have scored a goal this season. Only three have more than two goals. If we went on the ice at fifth third 
and took a hundred shots on Peter Mrazek. Could we score three? Combined? If Mario scores three, yes. <laughs> I think I think if we if combine Mario for a, on the ice. if we combine for a hundred shots. Do I get to stand in front of Peter Mrazek during those shots? Sure. Then sure. maybe we get three in. That is incredible. Their their next couple of games up until Black Friday, they host the Flyers, host the Oilers, then they're at Vegas, at Anaheim, host the Blues, or no, host the Panthers, host the Blues, at Vancouver, at Seattle, host the Canadians. Do they win one of those games? They they have to win. At some point, they're going to win something. Yeah, are they? they? They're going to beat the Oilers. <laughs> I mean, as we always say, <laughs> was, oh, as we yeah. always say, when somebody is like shooting thirty percent, we always joke. Well, that's not sustainable. Shooting two point three percent, that can't be sustainable. <laughs> no, oh it God. can't. You wouldn't think so. Eventually, they're going to get a night where a team completely just overlooks them and they'll sneak a four to three overtime win or a shootout yeah, win something they, be so, one of the but they, they are going to be one of the worst teams in the league it is they're going to be one of the worst teams incredible. in the history of the league and it's going to be hilarious when they win five games this year and still pick third yeah how about that Oof. all right mine real quick because uh, we got to get out of here the ottawa senators uh, if you've been keeping up with everything in the nhl it's it's not great first they lose Dumpster the uh, shane pinto for 41 games yeah. for a gambling snafu then they lose a number one, uh, a first-round pick uh, off the Dodonov trade fiasco. They fire Pierre Dorian, and now Brady Kachuk is mad at Senators fans for booing the Senators because the Senators fans are pissed, and rightfully so. And the only way they have to express themselves is to boo at games. Right. It's not about right. you, or Brady chuck Kachuk. Their, They're chuck not their booing on the ice. you. They're not booing um, Jeff Sanderson's son. Jake Sanderson. Jake Sanderson. They're not booing you. They're booing the organization. Hey, you don't want to get so, booed at home? Play better. That too. Play better. Win that some games. Too. Or become a Blackhawk. Bring me all the Kachucks. <laughs> I'll even take Keith at this point. He'll provide a screen. Oh, two of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's safe to put that man on skates anymore. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> Those ankles no, will just shatter. San or, um, uh, the Senators, man. It's never a dull day for them, but... Yeah. They are, they are like the Chicago Bears of the NHL. Oof. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Like, if, if there's everything. a story with the Senators, it can't just be a normal right. story. It's got to be weird. always something bad, weird, and... Good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Except no good. Except very yeah. little good. Lots of bad All right, ugly. we're going to wrap things up. We are back tomorrow, 2.30. Hawks practice at 11 tomorrow, so we'll have fresh tape from practice, Luke Richardson, etc., uh, really interested to see the response tomorrow after the players-only meeting. Mm. But before we go, we want to remind you that CHGO is supported by our friends at Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. We watched Cody chug a uh, full-pocket pills celebrating the Craig Council hire, and rightfully so. So that is the everyday beer that all the brewers at Goose are drinking. Brewers. You've got the 312, the Beer Hug family, Oktoberfest. brewers fans drinking today. Yeah, they should be drinking tears. Womp womp. Uh, grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer. I can't say that. Brewery-exclusive beer brewery at Goose exclusive. Island's original brew house on Clybourne and Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Thanks to Stephen for running the show. We're back tomorrow at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all city like the mayor. 